truth is, I am Iron Man. Lieutenant Dan! Inconceivable! I got a bad feeling about this. Hi, welcome to Flicks and Clicks. This is Keelan Cienfuegos, and today I am joined by Micah, Jordan, and Tyler. And today we're going to be talking about uh, kind of, I know we've talked about a lot of what we hope for, uh, you know, the near future of of PlayStation. Uh, but now we're going to talk about long term for this whole console generation as a whole, um, not just PlayStation, although we all, all are PlayStation boys. So <laughs> that's us. <laughs> that's what we're going to be talking about. The OG PlayStation boys. Since yeah. day one. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's actually why like other people who've been on this are not here. Like Sam and Daniel, we love them, but they have not been PlayStation boys forever, like we have. So that's why you've got the OGs with you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, how is everyone tonight on this fine Tuesday evening? I'm swell. I'm gonna wait for Jordan to answer. <laughs> <laughs> I am fantastic. Keelan. Oh, geez. I'm good. I got a big test tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. Mm. I'll, I'll put in a little thing. Will I pass? Will I not? Here's your answer. I passed. <laughs> I'll add that in in post. <laughs> Aren't you guys Are you going to say I'm going to add that in in post after you give the answer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll decide later, I guess. Will I win? Will I not? You're just going to come in? Yes. <laughs> and then afterwards, he's going to be like, who knows? I'm exquisite to answer your question. (laughs) Exquisite. Yes. All right. So to start our conversation, uh, I think we should talk about something that was just announced uh, the other day, and that is that uh, MLB The Show, which if you are a sports fan or if you are um, even just a a fellow PlayStation boy or gal, um, know that MLB The Show is one of the biggest uh, first-party games on uh, PlayStation. I, I love it. I don't know if you guys have played it. I uh, tried to get into it a couple years ago, so I played mm-hmm. a little bit of it, and I actually kind of liked it. And then I was like, I have other games to play. Yeah, it's it, it's a very deep uh, baseball simulator. Um, I think it's a lot more well-crafted than you know, like Madden and, and uh, 2K games. Um, and a lot of people buy PlayStations just to play MLB The Show. Um, and so it's been... A PlayStation exclusive for quite some time, um, and it's developed by uh, Sony San Diego, uh, who is now part of PlayStation Studios, which is the new uh, branding that PlayStation has made all their like first-party developers do. Um, so that's where, I, if you play, um, oh geez, I don't know what game. Oh, Miles Morales is a good example of this. When you boot up Miles Morales, you get like a really cool uh, sizzle reel, uh, kind of like a you know uh, MCU movie, except it's just for PlayStation. So you'll have like. Aloy from Horizon and, and Kratos from God of War and on, uh, Nathan Drake from Uncharted. It's really cool. Um, and so I assume that will be the the opening screen for when you play MLB The Show 2021. Um, I'm wondering if that's going to be a little different when it's when you play it on Xbox. Um, but yeah, that's I, at least to me, that's huge when I heard that. I mean, I know, I, I guess that was... Uh, it was revealed that MLB The Show was going to go multi-platform uh, a year ago is when they announced that. Uh, they didn't offer any like specifics. Um, some people might have thought, oh, that means it's going to PC or um, it's going to Nintendo 3DS or uh, PSP or, um, you know, whatever. <laughs> but um, Nintendo DS. 
Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance. <laughs> uh, Wii, Wii U. Yeah, but it's launching uh, on April 20th, uh, the same day, same time as PS4 on Xbox. And so... PS4 and Xbox, yeah. Well, also PS5 and Xbox, you know, it's going to be on all those good systems. But I thought you, for me, it'll, I thought you for were me, trying to say PS4. that MLB show was called PS4. It's the PS4 is launching on Xbox the same day the PS4 is launching on PlayStation 5 on the 20th of <laughs> April. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what What's your guys' initial, like, reaction to that? I'm actually most curious about what you said about the studio's logo because at the very beginning, it's the X, the circle, the square, all mm-hmm. those things, and you're seeing the reflection of the PlayStation characters in there. And so what... A slap in the face, actually, <laughs> would it be to do that on an Xbox? So I'm but in the same way, like, it, I don't know if it would be a slap in the face. Not you know? a slap it's in like, the face, but, but it is, like, to have the X square and circle in particular, I think is kind of like, well, this was meant mm-hmm. to be played on a PlayStation. But, yeah, I mean, it's, if there's an X, th- it is called an Xbox, <laughs> so... <laughs> very true i think we're getting into the weeds a little bit (laughs) (laughs) um i for me i think games that are cross-platform are a lot of fun um rocket league fortnite uh apex um call of duty the new cold war and all those are cross-platform um and that's just it's a blast there's something to something to say about how good the first party games are on with PlayStation Studios like we said Horizon Zero Dawn or a God of War those games are fantastic and obviously they don't need to be cross platform as far as multiplayer goes um and as far as PlayStation goes they've sold so many more PlayStations last generation with PS4 versus Xbox that they didn't really need to ship them across. Um, I think, do you, okay, do you guys think this has anything to do with Xbox buying uh, Bethesda? Do you think this has anything to do with that? As far as like, oh, well, you just may have stolen so many sales. Here's a show of, of goodwill for us to bring the show with you guys or no. Cause you said it was announced a year ago. Right. But do you think not that, that has it was, anything not to that it was coming him? to Xbox, but right. Uh, right off. This isn't something I thought of in the beginning, but I think this is more of an MLB thing. Um, I think they have some pull and they probably were talking with Sony and they said, Hey, you know what? We're missing a lot of, revenue coming from all you know from the install base uh, uh with xbox um if you guys don't want to go cross platform we're gonna take the license away from you guys and we're gonna give it to a develop like a third-party developer or something um or at least i think that was part of the conversation um and i mean when it gets down to it this is still gonna make this is gonna make sony more money um not in hardware sales but in software sales with the game at least um i mean the, I don't know how many Xbox uh, Series S and X versus PS5s have been sold, um, but at least right now, I would assume the numbers are fairly close just because they seem to both get sold out whenever they go on sale. Um, so, yeah, I 
but I don't know. I mean, it, it could have something to do with, um, with the acquisitions at Microsoft. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, so if we're talking about exclusivity of games, that's kind of what we're rolling into, right? Are we just talking bit, about yeah. the show? Uh, right now we were just going to talk about the show, but we can move on, I guess. Okay, yeah, let's roll right into it since we're already there. <laughs> so I think that in terms of exclusivity, like, that makes it doesn't make as much sense anymore for it to be really a, much of a business model. And here's why. That's just me, not a business person. I'm from education. <laughs> um, but the market for video games used to be really small. Think about when it started. And it's grown a lot. It's grown a whole lot and now it's really big and we've talked about this on the podcast before how mainstream the idea of playing video games is for all ages because we are starting to get to an age where it's for some people confusing because it's like oh keelan you mentioned a couple friends of yours i can't play video games now because i'm an adult too old yeah (laughs) yeah it's like Stupid. Okay, so you're not going to play them because you're too old or because you don't want to anymore. Two different things entirely. So, um, but it's becoming more mainstream. I have lots of friends now that play video games. I was just, there's a teacher right down the hall from me who talked about hanging out with his buddies for the first time in a long time and playing video games and being like, oh man, I missed that. And he has two kids and he's in his 30s. A lot of the people we're playing Destiny 2 with now have kids and are in their 30s. <laughs> so it's becoming more of a regular thing for adults to do it. So the market, and they have lives mm-hmm. too. You yes. can have a life and be a gamer like yes. all of us do. Absolutely. And so for that reason, I think the video game market's expanding. Take into account the fact that all of the systems that have just launched are getting sold out so quick. You can't even get one if you're there the minute that they're available. So the only thing I can feasibly think of for exclusivity of games is for people to buy your console. It's not so you can get more sales of the game because you're not going to get more sales of the game by making it available in less places. Does that make sense? So it makes way more sense for games to be available in more locations and less and less, I think it doesn't matter that people buy your console or choose your console because the hardcore gamers, the ones that are buying the most games, probably have both, to be honest with you. Yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying, but I think what you're saying applies more to Xbox than it does to PlayStation because Xbox can't just rely on their sales to get by. They have to rely on third party and other stuff like that because they don't have as many consoles in houses. Um, but I mean, that's the thing, though. There aren't really Xbox exclusives. They come to their Microsoft exclusives, right, which means they go to PC as well. So... But Xbox, I think, I mean, they're missing out on a 120 million PS4s <laughs> if they don't go there. I think for PlayStation, cross-platforming a game that used to be first party, I think means a lot more as like a showing of goodwill than it's something that PlayStation needs to do. Because what PlayStation doesn't get in sales, they get in like bolstering their overall market for like, oh, well, this is PlayStation. Now, before it was like, which one do you choose? Xbox or PlayStation? They're pretty similar. It just depends on what your friends play. Well, now it's not so it's not so cut and dry considering, you know, the last generation with PS4 and Xbox One because PS4's exclusives blow Xbox's exclusives out of the water. And so because of that, 
there's more than what you get than just Sony's version of the Xbox. It's like its own world. I don't know. I I, I hope you didn't lose my train of thought. But basically what I'm saying is PlayStation doesn't really need to do that, I don't think. Because even if they lose out on, I don't know, 10 million sales of a game, it doesn't really matter because they don't make that much off of games. They make a lot more off of like PlayStation Plus and buying things on PlayStation Store and stuff like that. Um, And so I think for PlayStation, it makes less sense to throw it across the platform. And so I guess I don't really know why they did it. And there's evidence for that because it took them forever to do... When you're talking about cross... So cross-platform would be something that you can play together online, but for something to go over, I guess you could use the same terminology, but I'm I'm talking now about cross-platform in terms of online. Remember when that first started becoming a thing and how hesitant Sony was to do it. So I think that's evidence for what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan, where do you think, you know, right now in like the current climate of the quote-unquote console wars, where do you think Sony stands against Microsoft or vice versa? Or uh, I know you have a Switch too. Do you want to throw that into the mix too? Because no, I don't think any of us have have one, so that we're all foreign to that. Yeah, the Switch is weird. Kind of sits off in its own entity. Like um, when I compare, there's not a game out that's on like the PlayStation, the Xbox, and the Switch that I would prefer to play on the Switch, except for maybe Stardew Valley because you can play that anywhere but Mm -hmm. other than that maybe like minecraft yeah like really chill kind of low-paced games are great on the switch other than that it's um you're basically playing it for nintendo exclusives um Mm. but as far as like the playstation compared to the xbox when like any of my friends or coworkers ask me like which one should i get i say get the playstation because it's better but i'm half joking i say get the playstation because the PlayStation exclusives are better than the Xbox exclusives that you're going to get. And that's what seems weird to me about Sony kind of giving the show to Xbox. Cause I didn't know the show was that big of a game, but, um, so it felt like a weird title to me to begin with, but yeah, it just seems kind of weird. It's like, they don't have to do that. They're giving, I don't want to say giving away, but it feels like they're giving away part of what makes PlayStation great, at least to me. If you think of it like like a, a sports team, like Sony's a sports team and Microsoft is a sports team, like take like an NBA team, right? They're like, here, here's MLB The Show. Basically like, here's a second round pick, you know, and, and as a showing of goodwill. It's not mm-hmm. God of War. It's not Horizon Zero Dawn. It's right. not the Marvel's Spider-Man games. You know what I mean? I I honestly think you guys might be underestimating the show a bit. Like it's people love that. I mean, I know people get every, you know a Call of Duty every single year. People get the Maddens every single year. But people spend five hundred dollars on consoles just for this game, like only for this game, and then they buy it annually still. Um, but I think more so, it, it. I think Sony was just under pressure. They were gonna. Uh, quote-unquote lose it or give up their exclusivity to it regardless they were either going to have the MLB take the license away from them or they were going to let Xbox uh, you know share and I don't need I yeah I don't know how much of I don't know how sales work or whatever but I assume this is still going to make Sony more money than it would have 
um, especially if MLB ended up taking the license away and it went to a third-party studio, then one, the sales probably would have been down because uh, Sony San Diego has been doing this game for so long they know how to do it and they've proven themselves every single year that they're capable. Um, but also Sony wouldn't have gotten nearly as much sales. So I think they were just put in a corner and they had to make a decision. And I still think they do not want to play nice with Xbox, unfortunately. Um, I think even on on Twitter, I, I'm not going to pull it up right now, but I'm pretty sure um, Xbox and, and Phil Spencer, who's the head of Xbox and everything, when that news broke um, on Monday, um, Phil Spencer like made a tweet with like the handshake emoji and like how he was excited that like they're working together. And I think Sony was just like, "Hey, the MLB MLB the Show 2021 is coming out on April for 20th," and then like on a little footnote, it was like also coming to the Xbox. Like, I don't think they want this at all. It's just, they had to make this decision. I don't, like, I don't think it's as much as I would love for this to be a gesture of goodwill and be like, Hey, maybe in the future. And I still think this has implications that maybe in the future, um, I mean, not in the immediate future, but down the road a bit, I think this will start to happen a lot more. Um, and because you think because, Sony's going to be forced to, to do it. No, 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 no. But I think they're going to realize that they're going to see like the sales and everything. And especially with them uh, forming PlayStation studios, like, I don't, I don't understand why, like why they're so apprehensive to bring things over to Xbox. If they're going to have the PlayStation logo on them and they're going to have the sizzle reel and all the money is going to go to PlayStation studios or whatever, whatever the cut, you know, I mean, minus the cut that is sent to Xbox for, software well, sales or whatever if you're but. playing though if you're playing a game on xbox and it has the playstation thing you're not gonna be like oh this is meant for the playstation you know what i'm gonna sell my xbox and i'm gonna go get a playstation because you already have an xbox even if i was given an xbox i would just keep the xbox because <laughs> i don't have money <laughs> and i think right now and we'll we'll talk about this more uh towards the end of the show i think but um right now exclusivity is very much like a like you know god of war playstation halo xbox like the, you can't even think about them being on other consoles and i mean until a couple of months ago when fortnite brought master chief onto f- the fortnite as a whole and you can play as master chief who was a first party xbox character on your playstation if you spent the 15 bucks or whatever to buy him and so i think the how we view uh exclusives is going to change within the next like hopefully you know, generation. So seven ish years. I don't, Um, I don't want to be like the bearer of bad news, but God of war, the one at 2018 outsold the last like five MLB, the show games combined. Uh, yeah. Okay. We're talking like, like one in 10 of, of people who have a PS4 bought God of war, 12 million, 12 million copies sold. I'm not saying MLB is up there in terms of sales numbers. I'm saying the people who play MLB, the show, they buy PlayStations for MLB, the show. They don't buy any other games. Or I got if they you. Do, okay. You know, they might buy ones that are raved about or whatever. But um, I just think it's a very big selling port, selling point for a very, uh, I wouldn't even call it a, a niche group, but like a group of people who are like 
that's why they play video yeah. games to play the show. So you're saying that people who buy God of War are more likely to already have a PlayStation and they just want that in their library, whereas people literally buy PS4s and only play the show, and that's why. Yes. That makes yeah. that makes a lot more sense. That number that number is going to yeah. be a lot smaller than the people who play all the other ones, but That's crazy. I yeah, I I just hope that <laughs> it means all of this. I just hope it means that I can play Elder Scrolls 6 on PS5. <laughs> that's the only thing I care about in this whole I, thing. I, I think we're pretty safe with Elder Scrolls and the big Bethesda games, but you know, if, say the, the next Wolfenstein or the next Dishonored, I don't think we're going to Yeah. going to be able to play those. I don't know that I don't know that these numbers are accurate, but they put on Twitter like, you know, to to all the people who played Skyrim, like where did you play it, right? I think it was like 20% on PC, 12% or, or no, it was like 20% on Xbox, 15% on PC, and the rest were PlayStation 4. I was like, wow, like three quarters of them are PlayStation 4. So it's like they would be pretty dumb not to put it on PS5, I think. Um, but also the game didn't come out for the PS4. It came out on the PS3. And I'm pretty sure Xbox 360 right. versus PS3. PS3 was a lot smaller for Skyrim players, especially if you look at the like technical, like the, the uh, I don't know how to say it, how, how the game ran on yeah. PS3 versus It was a little uh, rough on PS3. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't, I don't think this is as huge of a story that MLB the show coming to Xbox. I don't think it's that big of an indicator about how uh, exclusive games will be handled in the next little bit. But um, I think this is a good uh, stepping stone, the right, the right term for it. I think this is going to lead to some walls coming down, uh, whether that be directly because of this or because of, I don't know. We'll see. It's very interesting, but I'm, I'm excited. Um, Moving on. Uh, so the meat of this episode, we'll be talking about kind of the big picture, uh, our hopes and dreams about where this console generation is going to go, the new innovations, uh, some game-changing things that we hope are going to happen or maybe that we hope aren't going to happen. So, yeah, if one of you guys wants to start us off. Um, one thing that I'm really looking forward to in, like, the next five to seven years, so I've been looking a lot at, like, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart and how quickly the game worlds change um like blowing my mind watching the test gameplay that they've shown so i'm really excited to see like in five to seven years from now what different developers can do like knowing that this is possible like what just trying to figure out what else we're gonna get like games can be games are already crazy compared to five or seven years ago like yeah i just can't fathom how they're gonna be in five to seven years <laughs> one of the yeah. things that this whole speed thing has shown me is how creative game developers have already been to hide loading screens there are loading screens in some video games but there's some video games that don't have loading screens and i think i was super naive to it before i was like oh my gosh the playstation's amazing because there's no load screens in uncharted no that's because they hid them inside the gameplay like absolute bosses but how interesting is it that they don't have to do that anymore? And Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is exactly the perfect example of that. I can't remember what video it was, but basically the way that they described it was instead of funneling you through like a small hallway or through a crack inside the whatever so that they could load something while you're walking through that crack, 
Um, now everything loads so fast that literally everything behind you, if it's a first person game, everything behind you is not loaded and they could literally turn around. And by the time they turn around, it's loaded. And so you can just do whatever the heck you want. It's literally load whatever you want in front of people's faces. It's just insane. So let me ask you guys this then. Where do you think it's going to be? What do you think the difference between right now and it towards the end is? Because the difference between like PlayStation 4 on the first couple months and then PlayStation 4 in 2020 was way different. Like a completely different change as far as like how games looked, how they ran. I mean, what do you guys think the difference is going to be from here? Because we, you know, we've talked about it already. All the things that we're enjoying right now on, you know, essentially on day one of the PS5's launch with faster loading screens, 4K 60, all that good stuff. Like, where do you think it's going to be in five to seven years from now? I don't think visually games are going to look a whole lot different. Like, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and when I look at it, I'm like, I don't know how they can improve the this game world. Like, it just looks so good already. Um, what I think is going to change, though, is uh, kind of along the lines of what Ratchet and Clank is going to do, where they're just going to be able to get have a lot more like controlled chaos in their game worlds that load seamlessly, and they'll look just as amazing as Assassin's Creed Valhalla does right now, and how Ratchet and Clank... Uh, looked on the ps4 because that looked great when it came out there it it looked like you were playing a pixar movie pretty much um Mm -hmm. so yeah i think everything's just gonna get faster and crazier but not like crazy in a bad way like it's gonna be a controlled chaos which i'm excited for yeah i think one of the main things that are gonna change hopefully uh is that um there's a lot of like scripted this was more in the PS3 era, but also in the, the, the last generation, um, a lot of QTEs, quick time events, you know, there's really cool action sequences that look awesome, but you have to press, you know, okay, right now you have to press X. Okay. Now you have to press circle. And it's like, okay, I'm kind of like doing the cool things, but you're not really doing the cool things. I think with, uh, the, I guess the main change that I foresee happening is how games handle, giant action sequences so kind of sort of like what jordan was saying about the chaos and all the things happening and being able to play that um i think yeah visually games are still going to look great they'll look obviously they'll look at least a little bit better by the end of the console generation but i i really hope and i really think that they'll be able to implement a lot of really cool gameplay segments that give a lot more control to the player than in previous generations uh, because they're able to do that while having the camera move wherever the player wants it to move because things can load so fast and and all that jazz and inputs can be registered so much quicker. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for. Again, this is coming from someone who does not have a PS5 yet. So I haven't been able to witness any of the changes that it's made so far, but that's what I think will happen from an outsider looking in. It can be really hard to try and speculate these types of things because I remember saying, Jordan, exactly what you said about previous console generations. There's no way the graphics could be better than that. And every time they get better, somehow they get better. So I think we're getting closer and closer to photorealism. So we say the graphics can't get any better. But someday, I fully believe, someday it's going to be photorealism. It's going to look 100% real. 
like I'm looking directly at you right now. So um, I think it's getting closer to that. Ray tracing is a huge step in that direction. So I think more so than the actual console itself, it's going to be people developing graphical techniques, different types of techniques that are going to get the graphics to be better. And then that are they're going to have to be able to be used in whatever system you're actually using, which thank goodness the PS5 has that. Um, but yeah, Jordan, you seem to have a response to that. Oh, I was just going to say, like, as soon as I said that, I remembered, oh, didn't they say the PS5 was going to be able to play 8K games at one point, like, in the future? And I'm like, I it's, just jumped up to 4K, and that's insane. So 8K's got to be... And they didn't just say it, it's right? on the box. That's a guarantee yeah. if it's on the box. So I don't think... I. Again, I don't have a PS5. I have no idea how crazy this system is, except for like my, you know, hour with it. Um, I don't think that's going to be like a oh brand new game, like an Uncharted Five is going to be an 8K and it's going to be all this crazy. I think it'll just be like, I think the graph. Ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I also don't really know much about 4K versus 8K or all that jazz, except that it looks clearer. But 4K times two is 8K. Can you break that down for me a little bit? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. I have a lot to say. Um, I I think that I disagree with all of you. <laughs> I think it is going to be an incredible change from what we see now versus what we see at the end of this generation. Um, if you take like the original PS4 and then you look at like a PS4 Pro. So take like, I don't know. Battlefield 4 that just came out with the console or maybe even like Killzone Shadowfall which both of those games look beautiful for their time Mm -hmm. but if you go all the way to 2020 2019 and 2020 and you think you know Sekiro Shadows Die Twice you think of Ghost of Tsushima you think of Last of Us 2 that's completely different in my in my mind like it looks way different for me um, I'm, I'm a really big tech nerd, probably by far the biggest tech nerd in this group. And so I, I'm like, like I just bought a new TV <laughs> and I'm already like, Ooh, when am I going to get another one? <laughs> just because I know that there's like the LG OLED stuff that's out there now is just outrageous. And so for me, I think it's going to take a while for, for things to adopt 8k, um, but I think that the PlayStation 5 can 1,000% handle it and not only handle it, but like like it's nothing. I think the PlayStation 5 can do it because I don't think anyone has come even close to using the PlayStation 5's pull, full potential at this point. Um, all the games that have come out for it are coming out with, for developers who have gotten development kits for the PlayStation 5, but they don't know, I think, I don't know that they know how it's going to look, how it's going to run in, in real time in someone's house. Like, I just think it's different. I just think that all these developers that were, were working on these games from the past generation take like first party, for example, for, for specifics, those first party have only been working on Xbox or only been working on PlayStation, take PlayStation. They've only been working on PlayStation titles and catering it to that system. And that's what they're good at. They just barely started catering to the PlayStation 5, just barely, in the past couple of years. And I think because of that, you know, in two or three years from now, every game is going to be 4K60. Every game 
is probably going to have a 4K 120 mode. Every game is going to, you know, have these updates that come out of nowhere that it'll probably compress the size of the game so that we'll get these big games that are 20 gigabytes instead of 60. And I think most games are going to load in like eight seconds. <laughs> and I just think I'm just really excited for all of it. Um, one thing I put down as well, um, 8K, man, it's capable of 8K. And I think because of that, it changes everything. Uh, it changes everything based on whether there's going to be more PlayStation 5 versions that come out. Because PlayStation 4 came out when 1080p was was big, right? 1080p was the thing, 4K, people had sort of heard of, but it wasn't widely known by any stretch of the imagination. And at this point, 8K is like that. It's like, uh, who really knows about 8K? Everyone knows 4K now, and not a lot of people, not everyone has gone to 4K yet, which I think is a little bit silly. But... Be just because PlayStation future-proofed it in a way that's like, oh, by the way, it's capable of doing 8K, so you're fine. Um, I just think because of that, we'll have less of a chance of getting like a PlayStation 5 Pro because they did a PlayStation 5 Pro because PlayStation 4 can't do 4K at all. And PlayStation 4 Pro didn't really either. It just did upscaled, um, which looked fantastic. Um, it could handle things that were 8K. Um, or not 8K, 4K. Um, so anyway, I, I just think that, I still think, and I've thought this from before it even came out, I just think that there's no there's no limit at this point in terms of um, what the PlayStation 5 can do. Like, we have not seen the limit, basically. I know that there is a limit, but there's no way that we've seen it or even come close to what it can do, I think. Play um, has no limits. The <laughs> <laughs> I work for Sony and this is sponsored by no play has no limits there you go that's uh, there's there that's what I think I think they focused on that specifically I don't think they want to give an intermittent PlayStation I can't remember if I've heard it from people who are actually working with Sony or if I've just watched a lot of videos with people predicting the same thing but I agree with you I don't think I don't think they're going to need to do a PS5 Pro the next one's going to be maybe a PlayStation 6. Maybe they'll do, like, I mean, yeah, they'll probably still do slim versions and all that stuff, but not like a pro. Yeah, and if they do a pro, I don't think it's going to be five years from now. I think it's going to be like eight from now. And I think they'll still, we'll still, I think this generation is going to be the longest of, of all the generations as up to this point. I want to ask Jordan something because I also want to uh, respond to what you were saying, Micah. Um, since Jordan and I are the same age, um, I remember the jump from PS3 to PS3 and seeing the trailers for the new games that were coming out and being like, oh my gosh, this is insane. This is so, like, I can't even comprehend how good these graphics are. PS3 to PS4 is like, wow, cool. Looks looks better than a PS3. That's great. And then PS5, and it's like, oh, it's the same games over again, but also for PS4 except for demon souls and it's like it's cool that the loading times are get are better and the, like the the um particle effects are a, a lot stronger and everything but like i don't know jordan have you noticed that when each console generation and this is again i'm asking this question as someone from the outside who does not have a new system um it seems like the jumps have been a lot less and i know a more more emphasis is on the load times and all that stuff and that's great that's super cool and everything, but in terms of like, Keelan, do you have a fidelity? PS5? Sorry, I can't remember. 
Uh, hold on, let me, let me check. Ooh, low blow. Jordan, go for it. Do it. Answer that. Um, so I have this very specific memory of first getting the PS3. Um, I actually didn't, wasn't able to buy any games for it. I, I, uh, I rented a game from... I rented Modern Warfare 2 from Blockbuster. Yes. Because you could do that. Um, I remember <laughs> playing the story mission, and my dad was sitting in the room. And there's a point in the beginning of the story where the driver's head, like he gets shot in the head, and his brain matter gets like blastered all over the dash. And um, my dad was like visibly ill. He's like, I have to go to bed. Like <laughs> He was like, this is too real. And it was like blowing my mind uh, from, because that was my, <laughs> not... <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was my first jump from the PlayStation 2 where I played like primarily Star Wars Battlefront and Lego Star Wars and like Guitar Hero. So um, I remember that jump specifically. After that, um, my memory of PS3 graphics and my memory of... I remember them a lot better than they actually were. I know if I went to go throw like uh, Skyrim or what do I have? Fallout Vegas... Uh, in my ps3 right now i would be like this looks way worse than i remember um just i built up those memories in my head but the jump from ps4 to ps5 when i was playing uh valhalla i literally set my controller down because i was just like in awe of what i was looking at um so that's yeah that's the graphics jump that i've seen i don't think that consoles is a graphics thing anymore i really don't and I didn't buy my PS5 for graphics, although the graphics are better because frame rate makes a huge difference, like way more of a difference than I, I, I heard it before, but wow, it makes a huge difference. Um, for instance, I played on the PS4 4K on God of War, which Micah, did you play that yet on the PS5? I haven't, I haven't yet, no. Okay, so... Every once in a while when you were playing God of War in 4K on the PS4 Pro, there were these little bouts of like, ooh, the frame rate's really nice right now, and it looks great. And because of the frame rate, it looked fantastic. On the other hand, like, if it's that way all the time, it makes a huge difference. It's like Destiny 2, for example. It's the same game, guys, but it feels like a brand new game. Mike and I have talked about this a couple times on the podcast already, but yeah, it makes a big difference. So, um, graphically... Maybe not the biggest difference. Gameplay-wise, because of what it allows developers to do, speed of loading, you know, load time, speed of loading, <laughs> load times, um, those make a huge difference to me. So, okay, but I think it is a big difference from PS4 to PS5, um, and I'll tell you why. So, to me, there's not as big of a difference between a launch title of a PS3. And a PS3 game that came out at the end of the generation. There's not that big of a jump to me. PS4, there's a huge jump from the beginning of PS4 to the end of PS4 with PS4 Pro. So if you look at the console jumps, if you look at the beginning of PS4 and then the beginning of PS5, it's completely different. Um, and I think that is a big deal because PlayStation 4 was able to like sort of cater things and like smash it all into the system and kind of work it. And then they made another system that would make it easier. Um, and I think graphically, I think it's still, you know, just because of 
the way that humans see, I think it's a big jump. The biggest jump graphically, that's like the easiest to see. I think you're right, Keelan, is from PS2 to PS3 because that's when they jumped from non-HD to HD. Um, and I think that's a big deal. Um, and then from, from 1080p to 4K was also a big deal. And so it seems like just from going to 4K to 4K seems less. But to but to me, I think it's it's just different. I think it's just I think it's it's pretty much the same as as another console jump as far as graphics go. Yeah, I don't know how I don't think any of us got a PS3 when the PS3 came out, but I would encourage you guys to look at those games that were launch titles and then compare them to The Last of Us. Uh, it's insane, and I I don't think that's I, I'm not saying that's not possible. I think that's very possible with PS5 that the games are going to look a lot better. Um, but like where we were talking about how like uh, Jordan was saying how he was looking at AC Valhalla and he's like, I don't know how it can look better, you know? And I, I assume a lot of us were thinking that back in the day too because um, it was so new to us. But um, it's, yeah, it's, I would say, oh, go for it, Tyler. Well, it's kind of like a magnifying glass when you're trying to get it to burn something. And like when it's way out of nowhere, it doesn't do anything. And even when you get it really close, it doesn't really do much. But then it starts to burn when you get it really, you know, you know what I'm talking about? So then just it starts to look less visibly noticeable. Like you take a block and you add another block and you add another block and then soon you're not able to see the blocks anymore. It's just, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I, I guess, oh, Jordan, did you have something to oh, say? Oh, I was going to say my point of view on like the graphic jumps might be a little skewed because I upgraded my TV to a 4K uh, 60 hertz TV from a 1080p TV for the ps5 specifically i was like if i'm gonna buy this i should upgrade my tv so jumping from 1080p 30 frames a second to 4k 60 frames a second is like it it kind of hurts my brain to comprehend the difference between the two because they just look so different yeah and half of that is the frame rate i i want to chime in there too i agree with jordan i think i think tvs has a lot to do with this because if you have a ps4 and, and you jump to a PS5 on the same TV, it's not going to be that different um, at all, I don't think. Because I... Sorry, Keelan. <laughs> I know that means investing a lot <laughs> I more don't plan money. on buying a new TV. <laughs> um, you know, uh, okay. So if it's a 4K TV, that's one thing. Then it's it's mm. still different. And you're like, wow, the frame, the frame rate is a lot better and all this kind of stuff. But uh, I just think like PS4 like original PS4 on a 1080p screen and then you go to the PlayStation 5 right now on like an LG OLED that supports HDMI 2.1 with 4K 120 is a night and day difference. 1,000 times difference. And I think that that speaks to a lot about TVs and what TVs can do now and what they couldn't really um, back in the day. Um, And so I think because... I mean, there's TVs you could have gotten with PS4 that was like, the TV can do way more than the PS4. That's not the case anymore. PlayStation 5 can do way more than all of the TVs that are out that are under $1,000. <laughs> um, and and so I think that's a big, a big deal um, as far as that goes. So if you're running like a 4K TV that you bought in 2015, you might need to upgrade if you get the newest console. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> I will say, but though, it's not necessary. I have because... I have the same TV that I had. I probably bought it right around the time you just mentioned. It's a 4K TV, and it totally looks different. Looks great. 
Yeah. So it does make a difference, but then obviously buying a better TV would make a huge difference too. <laughs> so probably a bigger difference than buying the PS5 for sure, like you said. Yeah, I hear a lot of talk on the street about the OLED thing. I got Whatever I got my means. eyes and heart set on an LG C10 um, OLED, but the problem is, is the one I want's like eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't know if that's what that's what your Doge coins for. <laughs> uh, hey, hey yo. <laughs> true, 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 true. I don't know. If, I don't know if this is true for you guys. Uh, if there's any listeners who uh, are on the same in the same boat as I am, um, I got a 4K TV about the same time. Actually, the exact same time that I got a uh, PS4 Pro, and that's when I got the 4K and the HDR. And there are very few games where I think they look better with HDR. It might be because of the type of TV I have. But if you guys are, like, if you know about that, I don't know. Whenever I put on HDR, it's like, oh, man, all the colors are muted. Great. Cool. <laughs> Ooh, I wanted to I say something about that. I don't know what the point that, of this is. Actually, so... One of the things on PS4 with HDR, I'm sorry if I interrupted, but like when no, it's fine. I just had a lot more to say. That's <laughs> actually just you can keep going. <laughs> no, okay. I had nothing else to say. Okay, when you did HDR games on a PS4 Pro, it was like, oh, hang on a second, let me get the HDR yeah, function out, totally, and turn your TV totally. off, and then go into HDR. <laughs> the whole menu and everything is in HDR from the very start with the PS5, yep. mm-hmm. and so for that reason, all of the color balance is actually right. So it's like, fantastic. Instead yeah. of switching between color balances or whatever, Destiny 2 was a perfect example. Destiny 2 with HDR on a PS4 Pro made it look like everything had been dumped water on top of it and washed out and washed 3,000 times. But mm-hmm. now it doesn't look that way, at least for me, and I didn't have to adjust it at all. Even when I adjusted it, it wouldn't work. So, Yeah, I, I, I keep throwing tech bombs on you guys, but here's another one. So, Keelan, you have the TCL... Um, I think it's like the four series from like 2017 or 2018, I think it was right? Three, the three series. series? Could be the four. I okay. don't know. So if it's the four series, the old four series or the old three series, neither one of those is even HDR10. It even might say that it's HDR10, but it's really not. That's like one of the earliest HDR modes, and it's pretty crappy. Like as far as HDR goes, it's like bottom of the barrel, and it's not even really better than non-HDR TVs that came out at the same time. It's just different. So I totally understand what you mean. Like, wow, HDR doesn't look any different. You're right because of the TV. Keelan, you need to come to my house next time you're in Oregon. Um, I have the I have a TCL 6 series from 2020 that ha- runs Dolby Vision uh, HDR, which is like, wow. <laughs> it's like night and day difference from the TCL 4 series that I had. Um, and I can really tell the difference between the HDR modes and the PlayStation 5 rocks it on this TV. And I've played the PS5 on my other TV, which is the exact same one Tyler has, um, and it's it's way different. Um, but again, it might just be because I'm techie and realize it because my wife is like, yeah, it's a little different, but I don't get, like, I wouldn't pay more for that one. And I'm like, what? <laughs> just because I, I, my eye is like kind of attuned to that just because I'm such a nerd. Mine's like a series negative five too. <laughs> hey. <laughs> whatever series it is, it's before, it was, it's a little different. It looked different than yours. I remember I got it just a little bit before, like a year before. Or Maybe yours is the three series then. Mine is the same as Tyler's. Okay. It's just smaller. No, yours yeah. is even a more recent series, isn't it? Because it doesn't have the 
Mine has like a regular black bezel. This is way off topic. Go ahead, Jordan. It's really well. It's really <laughs> confusing because TCL's series come out every year. So if you have a series four from 2017, that's way different than a series four from 2019. It's really confusing. But anyway, Jordan. I was just gonna say like, uh, I'm not one of the people that normally notice uh, graphical differences like between uh, I don't know 1080. Well, 1080 and 4K I noticed quite a bit, but. For specifically for Destiny 2 when I enabled HDR. It wasn't something I noticed a lot in other games. I had to get up and leave the room because my brain hurt. I was just like, what it happened to this <laughs> game? It's so different and it looks so good. I was like, yeah, I had to take a break and look at something else that was real because Destiny looked real. On, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's just all I wanted to say. Uh, one last thing before we move on from what we want to see in this console generation is I, this is completely non techie now. So I'm sorry if I was boring all of you earlier or being annoying, I was probably just being annoying, but um, (laughs) the, I I want PlayStation to do more of what Xbox does in terms of um, crop or um, um, what's it called? Backwards compatibility. Um, I want to play monster rancher on my PS five. That's what I want. I want PlayStation to open the floodgates and let all the PS1 and PS2 and PS3 games uh, flood into the PS5's library. I know that's a lot of work. Freaking work on it because I think it's a big deal and it's something that will sell more consoles. I truly believe that it will sell 5 to 10 million more consoles, which I think is a big deal. That's what I want. I like the idea of that. I also kind of like what they're doing right now um in terms of getting their old systems old games is what i mean by that (laughs) um getting their old games and revamping them in some way like uh, getting the old uh crash games and making them epic or um Mm -hmm. getting the uh what was it? What are the, some other examples? Um, Spyro, Spyro, the Spyro games, all those. I like what they're Ratchet and Souls. Clank, even. Mm-hmm. Okay, Demon but Souls. I'm but I'm not even really talking about like remaking the games. I'm talking about like emulating them. I don't even care if, if Monster Rancher is the exact, exact same terrible PS1 graphics. I just want to be able to play it on my PS5. You don't right. want Monster Rancher 4K HDR? <laughs> that's I mean, what, I guess that's, that's what I mean. Is like they have they have the option to bring it back and emulate it, which probably wouldn't cost that much money for them to do. Maybe it would. I don't know. But I also really like their remakes. <laughs> True. Um, I will say um, that. Uh, on PS4, the Jack and Daxter games have been ported over. Uh, if you guys remember, on the PS3, they did a HD remaster of the Jack and Daxter games. It was great. Just one through three. Ran smooth. Super good. Then they ported them over to the PS4. Oh, man, it's probably going to run a lot better, if not the exact same as the PS3. It runs terrible. <laughs> they suck on the PS4 because of the, the different type of hardware and the hoops they have to jump through. Um, I think it's a lot harder unless they were just very lazy in the port um i think i mean you hear this a lot more with the ps3 because the ps3 was it was very hard for develop developers to develop games for because the the hardware and how everything worked together was so different that's why the games took you know a a good three or four years for them to really like figure out how to develop games for that console i'm not saying that's the same thing with the ps4 or ps5 but um i think it's 
unfortunately it's a lot harder to just like slap on an emulator and have it work i know you can do that on the ps on the pc uh, i don't advocate for that because it's probably illegal but <laughs> anyway i should probably move on um but uh yeah i mean i agree with you though i think i think having the ability to play games backwards compatible that aren't just ps4 because we already most of the people who have a ps5 probably have a ps4 or at least know someone who has a ps4 and so while backwards compatibility is great there's so many ps3 games that we want to play again that are you can't play so many ps2 games that you can't play and ps1 and all that stuff so yeah if i couldn't play my ps4 games on my ps5 i wouldn't have bought a ps5 right now i'll be straight up honest with all of you because it's not worth it to me right now um, if I can't play my PS4 games, and I have to sell my PS4 because I just don't have the money. <laughs> but um, have we? Are we going into hardware? Is that a different topic, or can we talk about the future of the hardware and haptics and things and and VR? Because I think there's a huge, huge area of interest for me in, in regards to that. Keelan, I know you mentioned too v- VR being something that you wanted to talk about. So I don't mm-hmm. know if you want to talk about that first. No, I. I don't know if, how much experience you guys have with VR, but I have never put on a VR headset, so I have no experience whatsoever. So Okay, so let, go me, for it. <laughs> let me roll that one out for a second. <clears throat> First heard about VR. I don't know if Mike actually was the one that told me this. No, I don't think it was. It was somebody else. I don't know. I think it was Mac. Maybe it was Mac. I'm not sure. Are you sure. talking about like coming over to where I used to live and playing it? No, I don't remember ever playing VR there. You did. You played it on... Uh, Johnny's VR. Oh, oh, right. In that in the living room area? Yeah. I played Sorry. it somewhere else <laughs> first. I can't remember where, but someone told me um that it or, or I thought about it this way too. It's like we all had a couple years ago we had the Wii, then there was the Kinect and people were trying to do these things that made you a little bit more interactive with things. And I thought VR, great, another version of the Wii. We'll give it a shot. Putting a VR headset on and actually doing those things is absolutely 100% different than any other video game experience I've ever had. Seriously. I used to think, oh, glorified Wii. VR headset? No. Way, way, way different. Because it totally captures your visual sense completely. You don't see anything else but what is in the game. You don't look over and see your friend chilling out on the couch. You look over and you see something else in the game. So, (laughs) when you turn your head, which is crazy. So, I think I've played the PlayStation VR one time. I've played the Oculus quite a lot. I can't remember which one of my friends. Oh, we brought it into Ferrar that Remember we brought it into Ferrar. That was the main reason or the main time I played um, with an Oculus. And then a friend of mine down here actually has an Oculus as well. And the difference is just huge. It's so much fun. And I think there's a huge, huge market in it. And um, what they're doing, especially now, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's the Oculus Rift, the one that has no cords, that's revolutionary. Oculus, Oculus Quest. Oculus Quest, sorry, yes. Thank you. The Oculus Quest is revolutionary in a number of ways, not just for video games. Like, they're getting them... There's there's two of them in the library at my high school. Like, they're going into education and stuff, too. So, wow. But, um, it's, it's crazy. So, anyway, in terms Jordan, of Jordan, do you have VR? I don't. <clears throat> I almost bought a PlayStation VR exclusively almost exclusively for star wars squadrons um Mm, mm -hmm. because i bought a flight stick um for that game awesome or i bought a flight stick uh 
mostly for that game. Um, also for Microsoft <laughs> Flight Simulator nice. on my PC. But um, just with the flight stick on that uh, is like game is so much fun um, that I really wanted to get the VR for it uh, for basically all the reasons that Tyler just said is that I want to be able to sit in the cockpit of my X-Wing and look over and see the TIE fighter that blows me up because I'm not very good at the game. (laughs) (laughs) But at least you get to see it before it happens. (laughs) We get to see it from a first-person view, so that's pretty sweet. (laughs) It would blow your mind. (laughs) (laughs) And my torso and my limbs. (laughs) That's what the VR does now, too. It actually kills you when you... (laughs) Hey, oh, anybody seen Sword Art Online? Hey, that's what that's about. I tried to make that reference last episode that we did, but I think it was overshadowed. But yeah, nice. Nerve Gear, man. That's the Nerve future. Nerve Gear, let's go. <laughs> um, I think that if PlayStation makes the PlayStation VR 2, I will get it, like, right away. Uh, I never got the one on PS4. I didn't really start really getting into tech until about two years ago. And so now it really, really interests me. Um, back then it really didn't. I was just kind of like, I don't have that much money. And that was it. <laughs> now it's like, I will make the money somehow. <laughs> um, and I've gotten to play I, I mostly Beat Saber, the game on uh, Oculus, which is a blast. And I played Guitar Hero and Rock Band like a crazy person back in high school with Tyler and, and some other people and Keelan included. Um, and... I just, yeah, I had a blast with Beat Saber because of that. Um, and so the the um, VR portion of that isn't quite as noticeable just because it's kind of just like, oh, it's just another rock band sort of game. I have never played anything other than that in, in, in a VR before. So I'm actually really looking forward to it. I know that Skyrim, the full Skyrim game is on VR. I think that sounds kind of like it would make me dizzy, but... At the same time, I really want to try it. So, but anyway, if uh, PS5 comes out with a VR, um, that's uh, um, thrown into there with like a full HD or 4K thing, then I will probably get it. Um, yeah, I don't know if we touched about touched up on this uh, PS VR on PS5 only supports DualShock 4, right? It doesn't doesn't support the the DualSense controller. Right. As far as I know, yeah, I think you're right. I wonder if they'll just do a, a small upgrade so that it supports uh, the DualSense, or if they will. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, create a whole new one. I'm really interested to see how VR changes moving forward, and one of the interesting aspects of it is now that I've 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 continued to be around people who tend to have an Oculus, which is a really good VR system, and being like I asked my buddy, he has one, and I said. So do you play that thing like all the time? It's super awesome. I, every once in a while, I come over on a Saturday and play with him. And he says, you know, sometimes I play it a lot and then I get tired of it because it's exhausting. Because it is. Because you're way more active and you're doing a lot more with it. Having the headset on your head is pretty exhausting if you do it for an extended period of time. It's really easy to get motion sickness when you're wearing a VR headset, which is probably the number one reason why I don't want to try skyrim (laughs) is because you have to move a lot and the only way to do that is by pushing the stick forward and that's the thing that gives me the most motion sickness um 
or well you can walk but there's only so much you can do with that <laughs> well they also have like a point and click type of thing where you can like look be like okay i want to you, you know you're you're 30 feet away from that bridge you can move your cursor over there and you can warp to it and stuff oh that's cool that okay. was like but then so the warp mechanic actually um works really well that that doesn't do okay. much for mo- motion sickness the, there's but it, kinda, it, it probably takes a little bit out of the immersion though i would assume right it's not that bad. There's a game called Robo Recall, my favorite game that I've ever played in VR. Um, okay, that uses a warp mechanic and it and it makes it's still really good. But um, in terms of VR, something that I think is really interesting to think about as we move forward into the next five to seven years is, guess what? All of us, when we want to play video games, we sit on a couch with a controller in our hands and do it with a TV. And VR is not that experience don't matter what you're playing you are not having that experience it is really cool and it's completely different (laughs) so um like i would want to play vr at a different time than i'd want to play video games as i would normally see it so um the idea that video games and consoles with a controller go away and vr takes its place i don't see that ever happening i think that vr will be its own thing and for PlayStation to have a, a stake in that already, I think, is a huge deal. And I think they're going to go that direction. They're going to get more sales for that. Video games lend themselves to VR for sure. But, there's, yeah, they're completely different. I know we mentioned this as a, as a joke. And I literally know next to nothing about the science about this and everything. But, like, Nerve Gear, man... If they somehow develop a way where you can just lay in bed and your the your brain stimulates all the movements that you are doing in the game or whatever, like that could be scary, but also kind of cool, but also really scary. <laughs> I agree. Um, it would be cool. I'd probably get it. Maybe it's more like um, Ready Player One, where your body's still doing the movements, but uh, you know what I mean. Maybe that's like the stepping stone to Nerve Gear. Have you have you seen those videos? I don't know what the soft or the the like the thing is called, but it's like it's almost like a bowl. It's a treadmill, but the it doesn't move at all. It's like very slippery ground. It's you stand inside of a bowl basically, and you're you're there's a ring around about where your hips are, and so you can't run out of the bowl. But that's how you move forward, and so you can like turn 360 degrees and run and sprint, and like it picks up your feet movement and all that jazz. Um, it's crazy. I don't crazy. know how real that is. Uh, it also kind of reminds me of like those those people who have those really crazy setups with the three monitors in those racing chairs, where like when you turn the wheel, the whole thing shifts, and you're like hanging off. And like, I think obviously not in this generation, but I would say in the next, like probably, be, hopefully, before we die, those things will be kind of more commonplace <laughs> around. And like, that's cra- it's just crazy. It makes me kind of circle back to what uh, Tyler said about how, you know, it's it's going to be a separate thing. Um, I think for the foreseeable future, you're 100% right. Like in the next 10, 15, 20 years, I think it's just going to be separate. Um, it's going to be cool, but I think it's going to be separate. I think there could be a way that they integrate, though, and where video games becomes a thing where you literally are in another, another world and can't see the world that we're in now i think i agree with you though like foreseeable future from now like just don't think that's gonna happen i don't think that that's not gonna happen i just don't think that it will take the place of where video games are right now 
Sure. I think that will exist and regular video games will exist as well at the same time because yeah. people want that relaxing experience. So it'll split the, the audience. Totally. Okay. We're past an hour, and so we're going to move on to our final... I think we have enough time to talk about this kind of stuff. Uh, games we're looking forward to. These, This could be games that are coming out you know, in a couple months or games that we are coming out in uh, an unannounced time, uh, i.e. Elder Scrolls and stuff like that. But uh, I'll leave it up to you guys <laughs> what games you want to talk about, games you're looking forward to. I'm really sad but, now because I don't I mean, know when Elder he, Scrolls comes out. It's almost been here, 10 years. Here's what I'm hoping. When Fallout 4 was announced, it was announced at E3, and I was like, hey, it's going to be out this fall. And I think that's going to be what Starfield is. Not what Elder Scrolls is, but what Starfield is, which is their next big RPG. And they have said time and time again, Starfield is going to come out way before Elder Scrolls 6. So don't worry about Elder Scrolls 6. But then they did that whole trailer, and it was really stupid. But I think there's at least like a semi-good chance that Starfield releases this year. I think they might they might do a crazy announcement like they did with Fallout 4 this summer and say Starfield's coming out. I'm not very interested in Starfield, mostly because we don't know anything about it. I'll buy it day but, one. <laughs> unpopular, <laughs> anyway. unpopular theory, PS5 generation gets skipped and Elder Scrolls 6 comes out on the next generation. F that idea, dude. I no think it would suck, but I'm, my kneecaps. I'm you sure might be right. I hope you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how I'm functioning about it too. Well, but if that's the case, then I want a 4K 60 version of Skyrim that I can platinum for a third time. That's what I want. <laughs> as silly as that is, I agree with you. I want another port for PS5 that I don't have. Jordan, games you're looking forward to in this next generation. <clears throat> so when I was looking up uh, games that were going to come out within like 2021, even or were announced for 2021. There was a couple that I knew and a couple ones that I hadn't heard of that got me really excited. Have you guys heard of Deathloop? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I had never heard of this game. It comes out in May of 2021. Um, I think it's the 21st of May. That game sounds like so much fun. Um, if you've never heard of it, it's a kind of puzzle first-person shooter where you're stuck in like a Groundhog's Day scenario. You're trapped on an island. You have to kill enemies in a certain order to try and break the time loop while another assassin is hunting you down, trying to keep the time loop going. This game, it's published by Bethesda. It sounds like it's going to be really fun. I'm going to get really frustrated and really angry, but I'm going to enjoy every second of this game. I that hope. sounds amazing. I think I've heard the title, but I never heard anyone explain it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I was reading about this game and I was like, how did I not hear about this i like, think they marketed it very poorly it it sounds like it um, yeah jordan do you know if it's developed by arcane studios it is developed by arcane studios so the guys who made uh dishonored who are and pray yeah yeah who know how to make like elaborate like multi-lane ways to assassinate people and stuff like that's that's a really cool game yeah that's I was, yeah, just reading about it, I was like, it's supposed to take uh, great advantage of the DualSense controller, is what they say, which I'm looking forward to, because I freaking love that thing. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, it's a 60s-inspired island of just 
killing random dudes and trying not to be assassinated. Like, that's so awesome. <laughs> it's going to be so much fun. Dude, yeah, that's I something forgot that took me that by the surprise. DualSense can do what it does, to be honest with you, because I've been playing Destiny 2. I, let's consider for a second that we're raving about the PS5. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, and we don't even have PS5 games. <laughs> like, we pretty much don't. Yeah. And so that's a game, for example, that's super exciting. What else? Uh, other ones for me, um, honestly, this one, I kind of, for, I've kind of forgotten about Gran Turismo, uh, but Gran, Gran Turismo 7 comes out. I can't remember which one I played. I had one on the PS1. It was either the first one or the second one. And that's the last time I've played Gran Turismo. And, um, yeah, it's been a long time. You and skipped three and four? I think so. Bro, those are Unless good games. My memory's pretty bad, but I'm pretty sure I didn't play them. I was also really young, so I was definitely horrible at the game and just garbage. Um, but I played a lot of Project Cars 1 and 2, and those were really fun. I have a steering wheel, and I built like a little 2x4 stand for it, mounted my gas pedals so I can play like that. Um, That's awesome. And right, yeah, so I'm really excited to dive into this. Are you going to get Gran Turismo 7 since you have that stuff? Yes. Oh, that's so when awesome. I, when I saw it on the list, I was like, well, this is going to frustrate me, but <laughs> I get frustrated with a lot of games, but I enjoy I them all. I was going to say, so you said that about the last one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I get frustrated when I yeah am losing and can't figure stuff out, but it makes me want to play it more. So it's definitely a good thing. It's, it's not a complaint. Yeah. I just, for some reason, pictured you with your two by four steering wheel rack thing, throwing it against the wall. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like, it's kind of big and heavy. So that would maybe be, (laughs) it depends on how much rage you have, man. Yeah. (laughs) And then Um, obviously rift apart for you. Yes. Rift apart. Um, I'm really excited to, uh, beating the game five times and being 80% of the way to planning, platinuming it. Like I am, uh, like I am the first ratchet and clank. I can't, I can't get the platinum on it, and the same thing's probably going to happen, Suckers. but I'm okay with it. <laughs> You're going to have to do some sort of stupid disco ball. And- <laughs> I got the platinum with a broken arm. Beat that. <laughs> can't believe you, man. I'm so frustrated with that stupid game. I hate yeah. it. I don't care about anything I yeah. want. I've beaten it more than five times. I'm like 80%, maybe a little more than 80% of the way to get the platinum trophy, and I'm like, I can't. I'll try it on rift apart and probably not get it (laughs) the frustrating thing is is that i played that game through twice with the sole intent on completing one trophy and i haven't gotten it and i've done it twice the entire game trying to get this one trophy which is just make every single enemy and npc dance to a disco ball doesn't seem that hard right apparently i don't know i oh my gosh anyway sorry i don't want to rant i could go on for seven years for days have you done a walkthrough have you done a walkthrough video on that that specific trophy because when i have videos when i when i there's no shame in that when i when i tell you that i have been like incredibly diligent in getting every every single enemy nbc inanimate object i do light posts and (laughs) vending machines anything that could possibly move there's some stupid npc though Sitting around the corner somewhere, when you watch this walkthrough video, you're going to find it, and you're going to be like, oh my word, you've got to be kidding me. you got to send me the link, because I am, I am up to, every time, I, I keep that game installed at all times on my PS4, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to get it this time, and then I play it for like 30 minutes, and I'm like, I, I have no direction anymore. I don't know what to do. 
I just need this one trophy. And I can't figure out what to do. And it's so frustrating. But just I would, look up if a, there's some sort of just look up a video, just search like disco ball enemies you may have missed, and then just do those. And if you don't get it, then rage. That's true. But I'm too busy raging already <laughs> to look those up. So I'm in the same boat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> one one game for me that I'm excited for more than the first time I saw it was is Project Athea. You guys heard of that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. This is the thing that intrigues me. This kind of goes back to what we talked about first in this episode. This is a quote-unquote two-year PlayStation 5 exclusive, which means after two years, it will go other places. Huh. Uh, this is becoming a thing now. I'm not really I sure why, but Bug Snacks, Godfall, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits, Stray, Odd, Odd, Odd World, Soulstorm, Project Athea, just to name a few, are all slated as timed exclusive titles. Even Rise of the Tomb Raider back in the PS4, Xbox One. Yeah. So, it's just so Which stupid. I think is kind of weird. I don't know about that. I think it's weird. Um, but Project Athea looks really cool. Um uh, yeah, so games that I will get on launch, like 100% will get on launch, God of War Ragnarok, Hogwarts Legacy, Horizon Forbidden West, Kenna Bridge of Spirits, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I'm going to buy all of these, ga- all of these games day one. Um, Gran Turismo 7, um, Final Fantasy 16, um, games like that I will probably wait on, um, but yeah, those are the ones I'm, I'm the most excited for. A lot of them come out pretty soon. Like, Kenna Bridge of Spirits is supposed to come out pretty soon. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, I think, is supposed to come out, like, the end of this year. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I've been a little discouraged by games that have launched recently. I don't know about you guys, but just, I don't know, the whole Cyberpunk 2077 thing and that really not being as big a deal as people made it out to be. I'm a little bit worried about people's expectations, I think for games because I think people's expectations for games are extremely high right now and everybody's trying to learn a brand new console like how to develop for a brand new console so they're trying new things and here's what I'm most afraid of that it's going to take a long time for people to do really cool stuff because they're afraid of doing things that people aren't going to or afraid of not doing it the right way or taking risks you know what I mean there's always risk and risk and reward and so the harsher that people are on developers and games as they come out I'm sorry, y'all, but what you're doing is you're making it harder for them to take risks to try new things. That's what you're doing. So, um, that's a, that's a little bit worrying, the Twitter sphere. But yeah, yeah. Um, that being said, at all of the woes with Cyberpunk 2077, it's already outsold God of War from 2018. Um. I know that God of War is exclusive and Cyberpunk's all over the place, but even though it tanked, like it still sold all the copies. <laughs> I think that's that goes to show how like kind, I'm not I don't want to say it's overblown the criticisms about that game because um, I know we did a podcast episode where I talked a lot about it, and I think there's a lot of things that are wrong with the game. Um, never once did I think about refunding it, um, and I think the you know the vocal minority were very yeah vocal about how you know everything that was wrong with the game and i do agree the game should not have come out when it did and all that jazz um i think 
underneath all of the shortcomings, there is a very, very fantastic game. I still haven't beaten it. I don't think I will try to play it again until um, probably a while. I'm just taking a break from it. But I, th- I think there's a really good game there. And um, it was just, yeah, I don't, I don't know what corporate was thinking when they said that they needed to release that game when they did. I know they delayed it a hundred times and everyone hated them and sent death threats every single time they delayed it. Which is I don't, ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how much of an effect that had. I, I know it had somewhat of an effect. I don't know if that was like the predominant effect on why they uh, released it when they did. Um, but yeah, no, Tyler, what you're saying, people's expectations for games are, are so high. And that's why um, games like Cyberpunk, like I... If, if I, even with all of the glitches and all the shortcomings and all that stuff, if I had to rate it from my experience on a PS4 Pro, I would rate it like a like a 8.5 or a 9. Like, I love the game. It's great. But, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I never had these high expectations for the game because I know, well, I don't know from firsthand experience, but I, like, from being, uh, you know, kind of observant in the industry, like, I, like, there are a ton of roadblocks that game developers have to hurdle all the time, regardless. And throw on top of that, a global, a global pandemic. Like I just, I think the cyberpunk in specific was just blown way out of proportion. Um, and that's sad. And it's, it's done. You can't reverse that, but I, I, you know, like it, I think that game is a lot better than a lot of people give it credit for. Um, Again, I think it deserves a lot of criticism. There's, it should not be released. But anyway, Tyler, if you had anything more to say before I move on, but no, I, I didn't play the game. It was not a game. It was absolutely, I'll say this on the record. It was absolutely not a game that I was in any way interested in. I looked at all the trailers, everything. There was nothing appealing about that game to me in terms of what I like in video games. Just not appealing at all. I don't want to be a cyberpunk. I never have wanted to be a cyberpunk <laughs> and everything that you do in that game is not something I'm interested in. Like, it's just not gameplay that I like. Oh, I just wanted to say one thing about like the whole cyberpunk and like delay fiasco. I think it had mm-hmm. a slight positive um, on other studios like Hogwarts Legacy and Lord of the Rings Gollum were supposed to come out in 2021. And I think it was late 2021. And they've already been delayed and I think that's a good thing. I think it's helping developers look, kind of look. I'm assuming they're looking ahead and being like, "Hey, we're not going to finish on time, so we're going to push it out now, as opposed to a month before it comes out." I hope that's what's happening. Um, but yeah, I think that's if there's anything good to come out of what made a lot of people upset, or what sounded like a lot of people upset, it's that uh, we get to kind of have to deal with these delays now which i'm fine with game delays too um but it's a lot better hearing about it like oh the game i want to play that comes out in nine months now comes out in like a year and nine months and that's fine yeah i definitely agree with you on that and i think the yeah the main hurdle that cyberpunk had to overcome was that it was such a high profile game and that you know everyone all people who weren't even interested in video games were looking at this game like i think that was uh sad for them but anyway uh i really quick want to touch on games that i'm excited for uh we talked about elder scrolls 6 uh i think that will come out this generation 
Uh, I'm holding out hope. Uh, Starfield, even though I said I wasn't excited for it, I think it's going to come out uh, within the next two years. I think they're just they've just been keeping it really under wraps. Um, but we talked about oh, we talked about this uh, before we started recording, and something I want to talk about, especially with Jordan, uh, is Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, which comes out uh, this year at some point. Um, Jordan, I don't know if you have played any of the Lego games since Lord of the Rings, I believe. Um, but I know, I think Lord of the Rings was the first one that did this. They started integrating, uh, like movie quotes or movie line. Like the whole thing has been voiced basically. There's no, none of that like charming, like, uh, 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 you know, that kind of stuff that was like so synonymous with Lego games. Um, and did you, or actually, I guess I can address this to everyone in the podcast, but has anyone played Lego Force Awakens? I've played half of it, and um, it's not at all like the original Lego Star Wars, like 1 mm-hmm. and 2, um, which are some of my favorite games, because that's what I played a lot of as like a young kid. Um, yeah. So that's what really threw me off on that one, which is why I didn't finish it. Um and that's something they said about the Skywalker saga is it's not like a remaster of all the games. They're redoing a bunch of the levels, which makes me a little nervous um, about whether or not I'm going to actually enjoy it. I'm going to get it um, and hopefully beat it. How much I enjoy it compared to, I can't, I don't really want to try and compare it to the like Lego Star Wars one and two, or even the complete saga. Um, Cause that's basically just one and two smashed together. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. That's just kind of how I keep looking at it. I'm like, uh, all right, I guess let's go for it. Yeah. I, I beat, uh, Lego star Wars force awakens. Um, and it's crazy. I don't know if the gameplay, they have a lot of like cover, cover shooter levels, which I think are so out of place in a Lego game. But on top of that, the yeah, the voice acting, which are just like basically stripped dialogue from the movies, it ruin like not ruins, but like it really, really, really detracts from like the charm of Lego games. I'm still very excited for it. I'm still going to get it, and I think there's going to be online stuff. So Jordan, you and I, if there's cross play, because I obviously will probably not have a PS5 by the time it comes out. Um, but we should definitely play it together because we're gonna get you one, Keon. We yep. are gonna Dude, get you one. Yep, that's we are. That, I, that's that tweet I sent you earlier. I was driving and Costco was like they're in stock, and then the tweet like disappeared. Like I got that bummer. notification. I was, I was driving and a, I was like, I can't try and buy one. I'm on the freeway. <laughs> I got that notification within a minute of you sending that to me, and the tweet was deleted already. And I figured it was for Costco, and I don't have a Costco membership, so I couldn't have bought it anyway. But even even for the the Target ones that were going live today, and the Best Buy and GameStop and Amazon and all that, it's just look. I especially now because all the sales tend to go on between nine and five, like the the prime work hours. I I can't stay on top of that stuff, and I try my best, um, but it, it's just it, it honestly right now it seems like it's going to be something that it's gonna it's gonna be a hot minute before i'm able to get one which is fine because aside from well do you got is ratchet and clank is the new ratchet and clank is not coming to ps4 right okay 
That's that seems to be the only one because the new God of War apparently is coming to PS4, the new Horizon, all that stuff is coming to PS4. So I'm not super out of the loop. Although I will say the game I'm most hyped for is Ratchet and Clank, which sucks, but um, it is what it is. Uh, any closing thoughts before we end this episode? I just really want to play the Last Jedi levels of Lego Star Wars. Those are going to be so great. Yeah, and that's that's crazy that they didn't make any. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> yeah, not going to talk I about I just wanted to see Tyler's guy. face. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm not going to say anything about that. <laughs> the levels will be very pretty at the very least. Yeah. Tyler, what are, what are some that oh, you're great. excited for? I don't know that we've heard your list. Uh, my list mirrors a lot of you guys, but I do, I do think I'll say some final thoughts just on what Keelan mentioned at the very end there, which is I agree with Micah 100%. You said you disagreed with me, Mike, at the beginning, or disagreed with all of us, but I think we're on the same page in terms of, I think that the PS5 is going to have huge change and huge, huge gains, and I think mainly uh, one thing that's really sticking out to me is the fact that all those games we mentioned, aside from Rift Apart, they're all coming to PS4. The developers do not know how to take advantage of the PS5 yet, so they're like, yeah, you know, we'll make it and I guess it's going to work on PS4 still. And that's not to say they can't, but they have great creativity that they've had to funnel through a specific template for a long time. They're used to saying, okay, we need to put probably a little place where you need to walk through a hallway here. They're used to doing all of that, and they've done it for years and years and years. Now they have the freedom, and we all know this, when we have a certain amount of freedom, it's hard to figure out which direction to go with it because (laughs) you can do whatever you want. So what are you going to do? I give my students a senior paper and they can pick whatever topic they want. That's way harder, actually, than giving them a senior paper and saying, here's your topic. Now write the senior paper. Doesn't seem like it. Seems like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Great. But it's way harder to narrow that down and figure out what you want to do with it. And um, specifically to take advantage of the opportunity to do that, that's pretty difficult. That's a lot of thinking. That's a lot of preparation and if they just got dev kits last year, the fact that Rift Apart's taking advantage of it already, doing something that the PS4 can't do, they've said that, that's impressive. So, um, But I'm looking forward to those ones that, I, in a couple years, we're going to be like, oh, that's not coming out on PS4? Ooh, that's not coming out on PS4? And we're going to see the PS4 slowly slip into um, obscurity, like we do with previous generations, but... Um, I'm looking forward to those changes and seeing what they are. Because honestly, we, we have speculations, but those people making games are creative people. And they're doing a lot of really cool stuff. And I can't wait to see what they come up with because it'll be better than what I can come up with 100%. So I'm really interested, especially since you mentioned that, um, like with games like the Elder Scrolls, uh, which are they're owned by Microsoft, but we assume they're going to be coming to PS4. Um, I know Todd Howard was very clear when back in the day before Elder Scrolls Six was even announced. He said, you know, the next Elder Scrolls is we're doing things that you can't even comprehend on the current gen. And the fact that it's Microsoft owned, Microsoft is doing a huge push where they're like, you can play it on Series X, a Series S, an Xbox One, an Xbox One S, an Xbox One X. It doesn't matter where you play this game. It's going to run perfectly. And so I wonder if the next Elder Scrolls, since it's Microsoft owned, if it's going to like take a hit in the terms of like the, like, I don't know, just how cool it could be because now it has to run on last gen consoles. And I wonder if they release it twice. 
But even then, I'm, at the very least, that's going to delay it even more because they're going to uh, have to split the no. development team into two. Uh, for for a game to be delayed, here's the really hard balance. I'm trying to I'm trying to um, if there are any game developers out there listening to this podcast, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes more because it's got to be rough, man. Because <laughs> if you're delaying a game like Elder Scrolls, very so not only do you have a huge, huge expectation on your shoulders already because those are all such great games, um, but at the same time, if you delay a game, the further you delay a game, the more technology changes, and technology is changing faster all the time, and so the less relevant you become. That's insane. That's hard to deal with. So you're making changes as you're making final decisions. <laughs> that are going to be changed again and then tweaked again. So nightmarish. So thank you developers a lot because I love the games that you make. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts? I think that's, I think that's good. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. Oh, actually before we, before we close out, uh, Micah, do you want to, do you want to shout out all of our, vip patreon members yeah we got some vip shout outs huge shout out to jordan hem who's uh right here with us thanks for being a vip you super again you super don't have to you already give us your time (laughs) i said it last time my time is worthless so well that's not apparently worth how much you're giving (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, huge shout out to Jordan Hem. Big shout outs to Justin and Becky Neal. Um, and then a big shout out to Josh Ferreira um, or Ferrari, if you know him. Um, I do know him, so I can say that. Don't worry, I won't make fun of your name if I don't know you. But Ferrari is also not really making fun of his name. Anyway, um, yeah, so obviously we have a Patreon. Um, if you would like to be like these cool people, get some shout outs or just support us, um, go to patreon.com slash flicks and clicks. Um, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash flicks and clicks to learn more about that. Um, we also have Twitter. We also have Instagram. So um, flicks and clicks um, at those. I'm pretty sure if you just search flicks and clicks with X's, um, you should find it just easy and nice. Um, we are bad at Instagram so far, but we're trying to get better. (laughs) So if you have tips, uh, yeah, if you have tips, you can help us out or just go just to help us out. So yeah, you, you super, again, don't have to do any of that. You can just listen, (laughs) but I just feel really bad. Like trying to take your money. I'm not trying to take your money. Our content is free. So just have it for free. And if you want us to support us, great. Right. Yes, yeah. and follow us on Twitter or Instagram, whichever one, so that you can get updated when we do have new ones coming out because that happens regularly. Yes. Yep. Every week we release. Keelan and I are trying to release every Friday um, if time permits. And then if something happens on like a Friday like where or a Thursday, then we'll release on the Saturday. So, yeah, check, take, take a look every Friday because um, we are releasing every week now. So there you go. And we do polls. There's ways for you to to be involved with us. If you can't, if you if you aren't able to afford being a Patreon supporter, uh, you can. Uh, a lot of the times on Twitter, we sometimes do polls and uh, some questions where you can interact with us there. Um, and on rare occasions, so. you might hit one of our giveaways, and you can get some stuff from that. So for real, true. oh yeah, yeah. shout More out to, to shout out to Nate Segrin who won our first uh, our first giveaway. Very true. Some really cool Mandalorian gear, which. Hang on a second. Have we talked about Mandalorian on here yet? 
Yep. Yeah, we did an entire episode. That's the whole point of the giveaway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but have we go. done an episode about the Mandalorian giveaway? <laughs> 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 I'm trying to redeem the fact that I knew about that and posted about that on the Twitter and I didn't remember. Uh. Nice one, dude. Nice one. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Catch us next week when we have another episode of Flicks and Clicks. Like Micah said, we are going to try our best to release every Friday or so, maybe Saturday, maybe Thursday, depending on you know the scheduling and stuff. But uh, yeah. yeah, and next week, uh, the the highly anticipated Tenet review comes out next week. So that <laughs> that is Friday, February thirteenth. Throw it in your calendar. Tenant review. Brock and I are reviewing Tenant, so you won't want to miss this. I need to watch that before you guys before the episode goes. Yeah, you probably should. (laughs) I have it on Blu-ray. I'll let you borrow it. I have it on 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, I do too. But I don't have it on Red Ray Blu-ray player because no PS5. I have it on VHS. You do have a 4K Blu-ray player. PS5. Yep. I do. Yeah. I totally know what that's like. (laughs) No, you don't. I don't. (laughs) Anyway, take care, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Later. Catch us on the flip flippity. flippity. Remember that episode of The Office when he's like, catch you on the flippity flip, and he's trying to make the basket backwards? Yeah. This ending is kind of like wanting, that. He keeps wanting to use the baler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't ever use the baler. Yeah, and me. No, Michael, you can never use the baler. Okay, sorry. When can you, when can you, when can you use the baler, Michael? Never. Except for on a rare occasion. No, no, no. (laughs) What about Pudge? (laughs) My name's Madge. I thought your name was Pudge. No, it's always been Madge. (laughs) Okay. Oh, man. Okay, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Illy. Maybe if we was having a roast chicken one night or something.